Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. This show will begin shortly after these messages from our advertisers. Advertising is what keeps the show alive. Your support means they'll continue to advertise and the podcast will continue to be free. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt, your shoulder hurts, and your back. Oh my God, your back. They're constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here is something you haven't tried. Pain Absolve. Pain Absolve is not available in any drugstore. The only way to get it is by calling today. We're so confident that it will work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription needed. And best of all, each purchase comes with a money-back guarantee. Call now to find out how you can get Pain Absolve and get rid of your pain. Call 800-261-0783. That's 800-261-0783. 800-261-0783. Call today. 800-261-0783. Are you lacking a little something between paranormal and abnormal? You need the Into the Parabnormal store. Now open at parabnormalradio.com. From hoodies to shirts, accessories, and our digital music library, it's all available in the Into the Parabnormal store. Your purchase directly helps support the show. Thanks for buying from the Into the Parabnormal store at parabnormalradio.com. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 Leaf. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies, and cover ups. And to the pair of normal we go with Jeremy Scott. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I greet you once again on this Saturday night. I'm Jeremy Scott, and I am so looking forward to the program tonight because it's spooktober. It's the spookiest month of the year as everybody gets ready for Halloween. The ghost stories all of a sudden cool again. And when you start to talk about it, everybody starts to listen a little more than they do the rest of the year. 
And tonight we're going to talk about haunted locations, about some ghost stories, famous and infamous, others that may not be as widely known. And we're also going to talk about contact with the other side. And so I'm so honored to have uh, joining us tonight on the program, uh, all the way from uh, British Columbia, Canada, sisters Gina Armstrong and Victoria Vansek. Uh, they are co-founders of Haunted History BC, uh, hauntedhistorybc.com. Now, they're sisters, they're paranormal enthusiasts, they're members of several local historical societies, they're history buffs. Is it okay, ladies, that I call you history buffs? Are you okay yes, with that? Definitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, a little bit about each of them. Uh, first, Gina. She's an artist and an amateur photographer currently living in British Columbia. She actually lived here in my home state of Oregon for for about 21 years, from what I understand. Graduated from the University of Oregon with degrees in music and English literature. She uh, loves researching these heritage locations. And from my understanding, there's many of them throughout British Columbia, Canada. Uh, Gina writes for the Haunted History BC website, and she's currently working on a couple of uh, book projects as well. Victoria, she designed the website, which is, again, uh, hauntedhistorybc.com, and also designed the logo. Uh, she, too, has a passion for local history and studied biology at the University of BC and authored and illustrated an original compilation of wildflowers of the Pacific Northwest. As she currently spends time doing research for upcoming haunted historical projects. Ladies, it's so good to have you uh, both here on the program tonight. Yeah, hey, thanks for having us. We're very excited about this. Perfect, yeah. So what is uh, what is it like there? It's what, 9 p.m., a little after 9 p.m. on a sa- Saturday night in mid-October there in B.C.? I mean, set the mood and the scene for us. You know what? It's 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 a little after 6 p.m., so pretty close. Um, you know, it's oh. not dark. It's oh, not so dark you guys don't have the, yeah, I, I did the, the math wrong. You don't have that funky time change. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. We're still on, you know, still on the West Coast. So we're still Pacific time. So exactly, you know, right now we've got actually some sun streaming through the clouds. It's a little windy. We've got like the fall weather here. So yeah. Yeah, it was a little dark and gloomy earlier. So, you know, now we've kind of have to imagine that to set the tone a little bit. So, you know. But oh. I am wearing my duck shirt, just for, you know, just I'm wearing my Oregon duck shirt oh. just so that you know. You can't see me, but in honor <laughs> of. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, I've got my apple cider and I'm ready. And uh, I'm just it's going to be so cool to talk with you both tonight because, I mean, first tell me why uh, history and then why ghost history. Which one of you wants to start? Well, go ahead. I'll well, have sure. Um, well, in terms of the history, I know a lot of people always have a focus on just the paranormal side of things. And you have a lot of people out there who are doing a lot of research and um, investigations just, you know, along the paranormal aspect. But um, we actually are doing a little bit, uh, we're doing it differently. We, we are interested more from the historical aspect. And we like to actually research locations and sites and even buildings from a historical side. And um, But, of course, we are always open towards the paranormal. Um, we have a lot of people who like to share stories. And we certainly don't want to discourage people um, from telling us these stories because they do always, they're always very fascinating. And people do always like to hear stories about ghosts and yeah. the and paranormal I think activities. Also, you learn... Um about the historical side, just mm-hmm. learn a lot about, you know, just your local community, I think, you know, especially now when we can't really travel all that much, you know, exactly. it's a bit of a challenge doing investigations because you can't just go to the state. So you can't just, you know, right now we're sort of homebound, but what we're finding is that, you know, you can still go to local um, historical places. It's all very interesting to learn about, you know, who the pioneers were and usually somewhere in the mix like as you research, you kind of dig into the local folklore, which usually leads you to the ghostly stuff. So mm-hmm. then, you know, people start telling you, oh, yeah, that, you know, I heard about this location or that location. and It's got some activity. And then then that kind of piques your interest more. So the historical side is really very interesting. But mm-hmm. then, you know, the haunted side also is a way to kind of, I guess, open the gates to somebody who's maybe not a crazy history buff. So, you know, you can kind of dig into the, the local haunted folklore. And at that point, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, we learned a lot just from going on ghost walks, which is amazing. It's educational, in fact. It is. So you can go on these ghost walks and get a really nice, you know, overview of a particular city. But at the same time, you know, you learn the historical Mm -hmm. part hand in hand with the haunted part. So we kind of find that fascinating. And it's 
kind of nice to share that with, you know, to share the both sides. Cause exactly. I don't think one can really go without the other. You kind of, if a place is haunted, you need to research why activity is happening, you know, who was in there before, what was on the land before. So there's just a lot of different sides to it. So we prefer to do the research side because we find it interesting and hopefully people do too when, you know, we share all this stuff. And actually we do go in quite often as skeptics. Yes. So this is why we do the histor- like the historical side first. Mm-hmm. And But then obviously if somebody, you know, if we find out something interesting about the paranormal side, then definitely we, mm-hmm. we dig right in and we try to do a lot of research as much as possible. Did you both uh, have paranormal experiences at some point in your life before you started doing this? Yeah, I would say that. Um, so this is Gina. Hi there, everybody. So uh, um, I, I would say that I had them early on, like as a kid. But, you know, so you kind of see like the orb in the corner of the room. And then I had some other little things that happened. But, you know, as a kid, you sort of kind of you know, as you're kind of taught that, um, you know, these things kind of can't be or whatever it is, you sort of brush it off. And then later on, you know, those, those interests kind of resurfaced. And especially with the project that we started working on mm-hmm. in January, which was our um, haunted uh, calendar to do with Victoria locations. So Victoria, BC on the island, um, we started, you know, kind of looking through our photos and, you know, that sort of reignited our interest in this topic and then you know and then further more even with the you know then once the lockdown happened then we for sure wanted to bring places to people because we thought well nobody can travel so if we do it in you know this sort of format with the calendar we launched our website in may and so then the whole thing kind of took off from there so i would say yes it did start with some you know early on experiences uh victoria did you chime in on that on that question did you have something happen to you you know, nothing for me. I don't think anything earlier on, I would say. I, I don't recall anything, but I mean, currently, probably like when we are visiting some locations, I have to say that it is quite interesting that we, we've we had encounters of some sorts that we can't really explain. And as I mentioned, whenever, wherever we go, it's always, we're, we're quite hard skeptics, I would mm-hmm. say. And we just go in there and then, yeah, we, we had a few interesting both of us liked reading about haunted stuff so that always was kind of early right. on for both of us whether or not we experienced things but we always liked reading about you know haunted locations early on so that was always kind of fun and i don't think i really paid attention so much like when i was younger like whether it was a paranormal thing or not like you know but oh yeah because i don't think you really do right yeah. you kind of brush it off and you forget <laughs> about it and then yeah so i think that was a lot of the when when we were kids you know, you know now as we're beginning to investigate things going to certain locations and we are i guess a little bit more aware we we do look we do see things mm-hmm. and, and i don't know like sometimes we can't pinpoint what it is so and um yeah so it might have been paranormal so we're not really too sure yeah and there's sort of a thought that you know once you what we noticed and what we heard from other people too is you know once you sort of start looking you start having more experiences but you know, people ask like, or are you, do you think that you're attracting those to yourself or you, you, mm-hmm. do you think that it's causing those experiences to happen? Mm-hmm. I think it's not really so much that it's causing them to happen, but I think you're just paying more attention. Exactly. And we're not ones who really go in um, with a lot of equipment. Like you see a lot of ghost shows out there, you know, the equipment's very fascinating, but I think when you're stuck to looking at a screen, like in your hand or, you know, electronics, you're not really paying so much attention to your surroundings. And I think a lot can be learned from just, you know, kind of listening to a building or a location, so to speak, like you just, you know, kind of want to pay attention to how you feel when you get there or how, you know, what kinds of things you hear or, you know, just, I think, I think a lot of equipment can kind of take away from that Um, at times. General observation. Yeah. Like we go in with a recorder, we have cameras, but we haven't really invested yet. I would say in, in the, high-tech stuff and not that we are not curious about it at some point but um at this point uh yeah we just go in with our eyes ears and kind of you know what we experienced so far and that's been you are braver souls than i they are the uh the sisters from hauntedhistorybc.com i'm jeremy scott it's gina and victoria we'll be back with them talking about bc's most haunted tonight Make sure to subscribe to Into the Parabnormal's free YouTube channel for shows, news, and exclusive reports. 
Tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill. And again, the results are guaranteed. That's right. Absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll-free at 800-367-9583 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-367-9583 to get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-367-9583 now. Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. From LifeScience.com, the Nobel Prize in Physics has been awarded to three scientists for their work involving some of the cosmos's most mysterious, darkest secrets, black holes. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences has today decided to award the 2020 Nobel Prize in Physics with one half to Roger Penrose for the discovery that black hole formation is a robust prediction of the general theory of relativity. This idea was the crucial characterization of when a collapse had reached a point of no return. And the other half, jointly to Andrea Giz. The questions of the universe just inspired inspired me. And Reinhard Genzel. Research on, on gravity and, and, and black holes is at the, at the very core of, of front, forefront of physics. For the discovery of the supermassive Massive compact object at the center of our galaxy. Two scientists have been awarded the 2020 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for developing the tools to edit DNA, according to reporting by the BBC. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences has today decided to award the 2020 Nobel Prize in Chemistry jointly to Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer Doudna for the development of a method for genome editing. I, I could not believe it. I mean, I was really, I mean, I feel emotional. We had a sense in those very early days in my work with Emmanuel that, um, you know, we were on something big, but uh, I think we had no idea how big. Their discovery is a way of making specific and precise changes to the DNA contained in living cells. You can read all of tonight's news at ParAbnormalRadio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, ParAbnormal News. as we ponder what could be. You're traveling into the paranormal. As in British Columbia's most haunted tonight from Haunted History BC. My guest, Gina Armstrong, Victoria Vancic. They were talking about going into haunted properties. I was telling them they have more guts than I do. But of course, you don't necessarily know the, the history of a place that you go into. You may be going into haunted properties more than you know. And here's Gina and uh, 
and Victoria, and they're just taking it on uh, head first, going into these haunted properties, bringing a little bit of equipment, as they were telling us, really nothing fancy. So what gadgets and gadgets are in your purses, ladies? Not a whole lot. You know, it's the iPhone, flashlights, flashlights, a recorder. Uh, just a digital recorder and notebook. Uh, and a always a notebook. <laughs> yes, always a notebook and just a regular camera too. Uh, my sister always brings a regular camera as well. Yeah. So, just in case you know we want to, you need to take some pictures that are a little bit more in depth. The iPhones don't always work in the dark and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of gadgets. You know, eyes and ears basically. Eyes, ears, and just kind of watch out. And yeah, not only do we go into uh, haunted buildings, but we hang out a lot at cemeteries. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, at you know, what hour? Some places are closed, so we can't always get in. Um, some locations have been very nice if we ask nicely to, you know, arrange for us to come in. They do. They accommodate us. But one of the places we, um, a lot of the places we've started visiting is just local cemeteries in the area. And um, I know that there's just a lot of debate on whether or not um, cemeteries are actually haunted because, you know, people think, oh, the individuals buried there didn't necessarily die, you know, there. So maybe didn't leave behind energy there, but you never know what's been on the land before. And of course, as well, as you know, you know, just all of the Pacific Northwest, you know, and everywhere in North America, there's a lot of, you know, indigenous land. There's a lot of energy, you know, rituals, just a lot of, you know, a lot of energy that went into places before they were what they are now. So you know, cemeteries, I think they can be haunted, I, you know, and there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of instances. So if I can talk about one that's local, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, please. Okay. So um, one place we visited is called the Fraser Cemetery, and it's about maybe 20 minutes from where we live. So not far. It's in the city of New Westminster, which is um, the oldest city in Western Canada. So that has a lot of heritage buildings and the cemetery there has been there for a long time, since the 1870s, and it's merged with several cemeteries. And the one thing there, as we kind of crept around, um, we heard some ghost stories. I mean, we didn't experience anything um, ghostly necessarily, but people say that when they go there, they've, you know, one woman said she was wandering through the graveyard and all of a sudden looked up and saw a lady kind of motioning towards, you know, certain gravestones. And people have actually repeatedly said that they've seen this woman sort of motioning towards certain spots in the cemetery that she wants them to come to. And the one woman who saw said, Oh yeah, I was looking for a particular grave site. And when I looked down, you know, as I got there, it was the grave site that she was looking for. So that was kind of an eerie story. So the Fraser cemetery has a few. And then um, people have seen, you know, lights and weird things, the typical things They've experienced things like even being pushed, like being pushed towards certain gravestones or being pushed towards certain areas in the cemetery. And um, New Westminster, being as old as it is, has gone through a couple of things like a great fire in the 1800s. And so you just never know, you know, it might not be the people necessarily buried there that, you know, and then and then you don't know, you know, there's a lot of emotion that goes on in cemeteries when you do burial rites and people, you know converging at the same location over and over again to experience that ritual. I believe that they could be haunted, that they could be energies that are attracted to that location. So it may not be necessarily the people that are buried there, but you know, there are energies that are attracted there. And so, and one man said he's, you know, when he was visiting the area and he looked over and he saw, you know, a boy sitting on a bench. So he was kind of thinking, Oh, it's interesting that this boy's kind of by himself and alone. And, you know, as he's wandering around, he looked over behind him just to look at the bench again, and there was nobody there. So, you know, the ghostly boy has been seen by a few people. Very eerie stuff. I want to ask, do you go to cemeteries, like, in the daytime, or do you go there at midnight? (laughs) Uh, We go all hours, pretty much, because, I mean, we've gone, yeah, we don't really necessarily go at midnight, just because, you know, you know, I don't know, some are closed and they don't encourage that. And sometimes there's security around or whatever, but we've have gone like late at dusk. And that was one of the ones we went to was in Victoria, the Ross Bay Cemetery. Yeah. The Ross Bay Cemetery. Now that is a cemetery. I mean, that one is incredible because it has like winding paths, really, you know, gnarly looking trees, 
um, very elaborate markers. So it has like the big like angel type, you know, grave markers. And it looks like a place you'd go maybe in, in Europe. You know, it was a very established cemetery and lots of um, just a lot of land to go through. I mean, it's huge. So I think it's about 20 some odd acres and there's a lot of a lot of notable people in, uh, from Canadian history buried there. And that one has a lot of different um, activity. So people say that they see um, a, a Victorian couple, like in Victorian clothing, like gliding through the gravestones. They also see mists and they hear sounds. Yeah, mists well. and hear sounds. And they said one of the, like in one of the enclosed crypts, there was a story of a um, man kind of passing by and he said he sort of heard something in the enclosed sort of a crypt type structure where he thought he saw a shadow person and so there's a lot of different energies there and the land um once we researched was owned by isabella ross and she was the first landowner woman landowner in bc and not only was she a female landowner but she was an indigenous woman as well so she originally owned 99 acres of that land which used to be something completely different before that little parcel became a cemetery she sold off some and then the 20 plus acres became cemetery grounds and then so we started kind of delving in people also see her sitting on a bench and she's always seen gazing out at the water because it's right beside a you know but right beside the ocean with the mountains and everything it's a beautiful location i mean if you just want to walk through a park like setting those are you know, cemeteries are kind of peaceful in, in many ways. So it's, you know, maybe a little bit eerie, but we kind of enjoy it. But we do make, uh, we do a lot of research as well, like yes. especially when we do go to a location. So before we actually head out there, we, we like to pick an area and then research it and find out a little bit more about it. And then um, do some research just on the land over there mm-hmm. and take a look. Yeah. But we pick any time of day pretty well. Could be even during daytime when it's really sunny and um or closer to, to the evening? Yeah, and some of them, um, we went to one. Uh, even even sometimes, even if you go on a sunny day, that does not mm-hmm. cancel out the sort of the ominous feeling. Freaky, creepy atmosphere. And one of the specific ones we went to, we, um, this summer we visited uh, Riverview Mental Hospital. So, of course, you hear, you know, abandoned, and it's abandoned. So it's yes. an abandoned mental hospital that used to be, used in the throughout the early 1900s and uh, had a lot of, you know, different outbuildings. And there was a lot of, back in its heyday, I mean, it was, it had several buildings that were full, that had different patients, different programs, but now all the buildings are, you know, kind of dilapidated, they're old. And a lot of filming goes on there. A lot of film crews use it as a backdrop for various, you know, movies and things and series. But you go there, and that cemetery, I would say, and the whole grounds was really something. Eerie. It was eerie. It's you can feel kind of an oppressed energy. Um, and when we started talking about talking to people and reaching out, there were um, a couple of guys who worked on a film crew. They said, and you know, they they heard things like you know they hear stuff in the the vacant hallways, like they'll hear sounds, they'll hear. Uh, the alarms going off for like the wards, like for the patient rooms and things like that. Those people have seen like a black dog. Just okay. Hold that thought. We're with uh, the sisters from Haunted History BC, Gina Armstrong, Victoria Vansick. BC's most haunted. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for Paranormal News with Brad Bernard only on Into the Paranormal. Intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Attention homeowners, spending more time around your house means you're putting more stress on major appliances that keep your home running. Like many Americans, a major breakdown could be very costly during these uncertain times. AC unit goes, that's 4500 bucks. Water heater breaks, 1500 When you own a home, it's always something. 
If you have a home warranty, those repairs could cost you nothing. A home service club warranty pays for the repair or replacement of your home appliances and systems when they break down, even from normal wear and tear. For about a dollar a day, you can cover your home appliances and systems. It's not a question of if they'll break down, it's when. If you call now, you'll get your first month free and $75 off your first year. Make home appliance repairs one less thing to worry about. Call 800-249-8901 now for your free quote, free first month, and $75 off your first year. 800-249-8901 now. That's 800-249-8901. Again, 800-249-8901. Twilight and the witching hour, there's a place we call Into the Parabnormal. You know, I suspect that uh, any place could be haunted and and may be haunted and perhaps is haunted. And we're talking with the sisters from Haunted History BC about the history, the haunted history of British Columbia. Paul points out in our Facebook live chat, uh, he says, yeah, nothing freaky is going to happen at an abandoned mental hospital. It's like a, an A&W drive-in for uh, spirits. He's right about that. Uh, Gina yeah. and Victoria, please continue telling us about, uh, remind us where this location was. Uh, this was Riverview Mental Hospital. So this is in Coquitlam, BC. And so, yeah, we visited there on a sunny day and even that didn't really, uh, take you know, away take away the from the, from the eeriness of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and we also find the buildings not only eerie, but they're, you know, they are very beautiful. I mean, in their own right, as far as, you know, we are fascinated by you know, the abandonedness of them, I guess. So, you know, and um, so we left off with the, you know, people seeing the black dog, um, a couple of the guys on a film crew, they said that um, one day one, one fellow was taking a break and walking past. And this is a, this is a mental hospital that has a cemetery on the grounds. So it's like a double whammy. So not only do you have the cemetery, <laughs> I mean, the, the mental hospital, but you have the grounds as um, the cemetery as well. So, um, this particular gentleman was taking a break, um, walking past, and he didn't realize he was at the cemetery when he kind of looked up. And he, he thought, you know, it's kind of strange. I see this woman gardening, and she's not really looking up to look at me or anything, not really paying attention. And he just kind of walked by and thought, oh, well, maybe it's somebody who's on the set because they were doing some filming. But he thought, well, the outfit's not quite right for you know, the particular show that was being filmed there. So he talked to one of the other guys and said, hey, is anybody else on site? Because, you know, we're not supposed to have anybody else on site when we're filming. And um, another guy piped in and he said, well, you know, a few days ago I saw the same woman. She's kind of dressed in a long, you know, dress, kind of old-fashioned clothes. And he thought it was weird. He didn't want to say anything. But then once the other fellow said something, he said, well, I saw her too and she was gardening kind of in the cemetery area and it was pouring rain but her clothes weren't even wet and he thought that was really strange and so as he started walking away he kind of glanced behind him and there was there was nothing there and also just to kind of paint the picture the cemetery itself you can practically miss it because it's not like your typical cemetery 
You don't see the the gravestones. They're just all just inset little stones, but a lot of it is overgrown. So you you almost can just walk by not knowing there's a cemetery on this. You really take a good look and even do some research and realize there is something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were just the flat pavers. And yeah. the thing is that, you know, Riverview is a strange place. And a lot of people think about, you know, what what causes a haunting or what makes, you know, spirits not rest. Mm-hmm. And I think mental hospitals are just innately that way because of, you know, usually there was some abuses that took place. People weren't, you know, treated very well. Um, with this particular location, there's, there isn't many records. Like we, we really researched and even people in the community that are into researching things like this, there wasn't that much information on the patients themselves. The record keeping back in the early 1900s, mid 1900s wasn't the greatest. So there isn't anything. And the earliest somebody was buried there was in the 1920s. The last person oddly and eerily buried there was in 2012 but it was just a Jane Doe is how she's listed. And supposedly the, you know, the body was donated to medical science, but you wonder, well, by 2012, like, shouldn't there be some records? And so that's kind of an interesting thing. So just from that standpoint, like it's not unusual that, you know, there's some activity there of people who that maybe have, don't want to be forgotten or they want their stories to keep being told. And, you know, I think that's, that's a little bit of what's going on at that particular location. So mm-hmm. just some very, very strange stuff happening at Riverview. And it's been repeatedly people go there and say they've, you know, they've experienced things. Ladies, does the energy or the air feel any different uh, when you're at a, a cemetery? Oh, yeah. Yes, I would have to say, Definitely. especially at this one, we noticed like the previous ones we've um visited were all kind of, you know, they weren't very eerie. I mean, other than that you're, you know, in the middle of a graveyard, which is kind of eerie for some people, but the one at the mental hospital had a very sort of a heavy feel to it. And you can definitely, you could definitely feel it. And to the point where like, you know, the light sort of started disappearing on us and the sun started setting or like, okay, we're kind of done here. You have to kind of, you know, get out of there because you just feel that there's that's sort of oppressed, that oppressed, oppressed and kind of yeah. ominous. Like you do, wouldn't want to be there after dark, I don't think. So, you know, it's one of those places where, you know, the whole grounds sort of take on a whole living, breathing feel. <laughs> you said it best. All right, ladies. So why do you think that there's some sort of peace when you're in a cemetery? Uh, is it because there are people who are uh, who have passed, who, you know, are, as they say, rest in peace. People are resting in peace. Is is that why? Or, or is there's something else to that? Oh, I think it's just um, the way the grounds are designed, too. You know, they're, they're very, uh, cemeteries are a nice park-like place if you just remove the fact that, you know, there's, you're surrounded by a bunch of dead people. <laughs> you yeah, know? And not a lot of people there. <laughs> exactly. There's usually not a lot of people hanging around. Like it's, you know, usually you, when we pick times to go, I mean, it's not like it's overrun with crowds or anything. So you can kind of wander around. You can, you know, look at the gravestones kind of in depth. And depends also on the scenery, like the one in the Ross Bay Cemetery. Mm -hmm. That one was very beautiful. Just it was very peaceful as well. Mm -hmm. And just, I think, also the scenic environment that they creates that, too. So, well, yeah. And then Fraser Cemetery, the one we mentioned in New Westminster, B.C. as well. um, You know, that's up on top of a hill. It's overlooking a nice Mm -hmm. river. So the locations themselves are usually very, you know, nicely thought out. So. There, there is a sense of, you know, you can have just a nice, you know, contemplative afternoon and you can, you know, read some of the gravestones. And then the one in Maple Ridge, the one that's closest to us here, mm-hmm. just in your hometown, um, it's that one was a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And that one had a lot of, you know, creepy, dark trees, more or less like it was just a dark atmosphere there, even yeah. during the daytime. And I have to say that that one just kind of gave you a different feel, too. Oh, yeah, uh, that one was a little bit too, a little bit more on the eerie side. Yeah. Yeah. And then every so often we go to one that's maybe a little bit off the beaten path too. Mm-hmm. like, you know, people go to all the big ones and they're all nice and everything. But sometimes you want to go to the ones that are, you know, the gnarly branches and the overgrown gravestones and, you know, just the early, early ones that are sort of, you know, a little bit, a little bit off the a darkened area and you kind of want to, you know, delve into there. But and, you know, we haven't, so far we haven't experienced anything in a graves, you know, in a cemetery. So we've done a little bit of EVP type sessions and we haven't gotten anything yet. So, nothing yet, no. you know, but then again, there's always the next time. 
We'll be back with uh, Gina Armstrong and Victoria Vancic from Haunted History BC. I'm Jeremy Scott. Featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. (laughs) Thefringefest.com. Abnormal News. I'm Brad Bernards. The discovery of phosphine in Venus's atmosphere has generated a lot of interest. It has the potential to be a biosignature, though since the discovery, some researchers have thrown cold water on that idea, according to reporting in Universe Today. But it looks at least like the discovery is real, and that one of NASA's pioneer spacecraft detected the elusive gas back in 1978. And though it's not necessarily a biosignature, the authors of a new study think that we need to rethink the chemistry of Venus's atmosphere. Here's Lauren Grush reporting for Verge Science. Phosphine is exciting because of where it comes from. On Earth, it's either manufactured by humans or it's a natural byproduct of life. It just doesn't show up anywhere else. And there's no human manufacturing on Venus. The recent study found only tiny amounts of phosphine in Venus's atmosphere, 20 parts per billion, and it looks like it's been there for a while, according to the results in a new paper. Earth is not necessarily the best planet in the universe. Researchers have identified two dozen planets outside our solar system that may have conditions more suitable for life than our own. Stars that may be better than even our sun. This according to reporting in SciTechDaily.com. A study led by Washington State University scientist Dirk Schultz-McCooch, recently published in the journal Astrobiology, details characteristics of potential superhabitable planets. The 24 top contenders for superhabitable planets are all more than 100 light years away, but Schultz-McCooch said the study could help focus future observation efforts. You can read all of tonight's news at paraabnormalradio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Paraabnormal News. Stories that you ring the bell and um, the ghost will appear. Doris has been seen many times since the murder. From haunted cabins resting on the banks of cursed lakes, the university still harboring the souls of great tragedy. The Pacific province is crawling with terrifying hauntings and fascinating history. Said Victoria is one of the most spooky cities in all of North America. Most spooky cities in all of North America. Canada's most haunted destination. Navy personnel have reported hearing James Bradley and being dragged around, and also disembodied footsteps. But when checked out, nothing is there. Expanding your consciousness as much as you'll let us. This is Into the Paranormal. Enter at your own risk. It's BC's Most Haunted with the sisters from Haunted History BC. 
Gina Armstrong and Victoria Vancic. And I'm Jeremy Scott. And are we getting you into the Halloween mood, the haunted season? I sure hope so. Uh, if you have questions uh, for the ladies, uh, if you're outside North America, it's 503-506-0396. If you are in North America... It's 855-790-8255. That's 855-790-8255. And if you're not sure where you're from, you can Skype in. You can just go to parabnormalradio.com, click the Skype button, or ITP51. Look us up that way. That's how you can interact with the program. Ladies, has anything ever sent you running from a location? Oh, yes. Um, well, not really running, but we've had... Oh, we did. We ran from the Pendry Inn. Oh, sorry, oh, was, it, oh was it English Inn? English Inn was English, kind of... but the Pendry, when we heard the voice. I guess, yes. Gina, oh, you, you yeah, from that room. Oh, okay. my God. Come on. All right, we will talk about... Yes, I guess we didn't actually run from the location, but just from the room. But... So we were at, um, we were in, staying in Victoria, BC. We usually do a couple of trips a year, and other than this year. But this was, I think, last year. And we were st- staying at a place called the Pendre Inn. And so it's a early 1900s, very beautiful. So we always stay in beautiful heritage locations and they're haunted. And um, so one night after a walk outside, we got inside and it was maybe about 10 o'clock. And at that point, this is the really weird thing about the location is that the front the front office staff all leaves to go home. And like basically the the front of the building is empty. So it's just the guests that are staying there. So we took that opportunity to sort of walk around and roam around the inn. And usually, usually these places are just huge. So they're, you know, they're dark and there's dark wood and it just, they're kind of eerie at night anyway. So we walked into this one room that was a dining room and we weren't intending on finding anything ghostly at the moment. We were just looking at the bookshelves and for some reason we were like the classic horror movie people and we did not turn on the light in there. We were in the dark with our phones looking at like the books and we didn't want to disturb anything because we didn't know if like anybody was watching or if there was cameras or anything. So we were kind of roaming around quietly, but all of a sudden we heard a voice that said, I can see you like really whispery, like I can see you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we were like, Oh my gosh, what, what did we just hear? Well, we stopped and I thought for a moment you had something maybe on your phone at the moment. But, yeah, we thought something like that it yeah. was because we were kind of using our phones. And I, th- I thought it was my husband because he was in there as well. And so, <laughs> you know, I thought, well, is he just playing around? I put the flashlight on him and he was like, OK, I wasn't doing it. We could just see by our by just by our um, expressions that nobody did that. So we we're like, OK, we got to get the heck out of here. So we rushed out of that room and sat down in the main foyer. Sort of they got some nice, you know, antique looking chairs and everything. So we sat by the fireplace. And then at we that thought, point, we didn't even want to go to our rooms because we were no. trying to figure out what was that. Because we thought, did we all hear that? And we weren't sure at yeah, that point. Because it was one of those things where you are not really sure that you heard what you did and you, you think, oh my God, it's my imagination or something. And we did notice that there were, you know, speakers in the room up high, like sort of like this, the old ancient, you know, speakers up in each corner of the room. So we thought, well, maybe the, somebody's playing a joke on us. Like maybe the staff go, goes home, but somebody's actually watching that people are roaming around. So. We didn't really believe it at that point. And we sat down and we thought, well, let's try to do like a little classic, you know, knock once, you know, knock knock twice for like a yes and one for no type of a thing. So we started kind of asking some questions and we got some knocks, which was just blew us away. And really, honestly, if we were all three of us sitting there, I don't think we would have actually believed that that was happening. So that was very creepy. And at that point, you know, your adrenaline's running. So, you know, we kind of roamed around the house a bit more. We thought, oh my gosh, what, you know, what, what just happened there? You know, this place has like several floors too. So we went up and just kind of take our minds off of it. We went to the attic, which doesn't seem like the logical place to go, but there was a library up there. So we thought, you know, we're going to roam around the attic a little bit and look at all the books. And we sat around, kind of calmed ourselves down. And then we all thought, okay, let's try to go to bed. By this time, it's probably like 1230 or one o'clock in the morning because we're just wandering around. Well, um, that night, I woke up to music playing. It was like a little after 3.30 something. It was a really weird time. It was blaring in our room. It was me and my husband. And so we, I woke up and I thought, oh my goodness, there must have been a 
alarm set by like another guest. So I was looking at my nightstand thinking, oh, clock radio, I'm just going to like put a snooze button or something. Well, there was no clock radio on my side. There was a radio, but nothing that could be set. So then my husband wakes up, he's looking for um, somewhere where there could be music coming from. You know, we were looking everywhere. We're looking at the stand where the TV is and we're just fumbling around because, you know, we were kind of in a fog too. Like you're just waking up and in a lurch. And then, you know, we finally figured out that it was his iPhone that was playing. It was sitting on this little antique table, like across the room. And it was playing a song where you would have to go in and actually pick the song. Like no alarms were set. So a lot of really strange, unexplained things. That's all we can say. We can't prove anything, can't say that it was anything, but we don't know how to explain it otherwise. So, yeah, but the voice did creep us out because we, we moved pretty out. quick out of there. I noticed yes, the voice we did creep us out because that's like one of those like moments of terror where you're like, oh my gosh, you we know, all look so horrified. We're all looking at each other. Yeah, but we never actually left the location. So, yeah. it, that particular location, too, we didn't get to stay in this room, but there's a room number five that people know about when you're, they stay there or the people who live there because supposedly these green, like, heads sort of pop up and it's supposed to be William Pendray and one of his sons that died this untimely death. So people have reported like waking up and above the, above the bed, these two green heads are sort of floating and staring down at you. So that's the experience we really want to have oddly, but we'll take the one we had. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like I said, you ladies are much more braver than I. Uh, Let's go to Kim, a fellow Canadian in Ottawa. Hi, you're on Into the Paranormal with the uh, Haunted History BC Sisters. Hey, hi guys, how are you? Good, very good. Good, that's good. Um, Well, I'm listening to the show and it's really interesting being a fellow Canadian. And I was, I actually bought your calendar on Amazon. It's really, it's very beautiful. Oh, yeah, and we just uh, saw that right now we were like, oh my gosh, we're on the air and people are buying our calendars. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. It's really it's nice. Mm-hmm. What I liked about it is the fact that, like you were saying before earlier in the show, that it's not only about like haunted history, right? It could be about actual history and art as well. So oh, very yes. nice. Yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to know, like, have you guys seen any orbs at all? Like when you're out yes. doing investigation. Funny yeah. you should ask. We did. Oh so, my God. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't actually physically see them. So what happened is we were at a place called the Irving House, which is um, not in this particular calendar, but it's in our next um, haunted Vancouver calendar that's coming out. We went to Irving House, which is the oldest house in BC. It was built in 1865. And we were just okay. outside taking pictures. It was a nice day, sort of half cloudy. And we were wanting to get, we always get good pictures of the outside before we go into a place. So afterwards, as we were looking through our photos, you know, we always hope to find something. And there were two very distinct pictures of the front of the house. So there was one that was um, looking straight on at the front door and the front window. And there's a very bright green orb. And it actually has a nebula around it. Oh, my gosh, that's another- freaky. Yeah, so um, I kind of looked up like green orbs too, and they're supposed to be kind of a field. After we kind of found that out, it was, you know, and it wasn't like a haunted location. Like when we went inside, it didn't feel ominous. It actually had a fairly good energy about it. And, you know, the other things that people have reported are were not really spooky, spooky. I mean, it was things like you're, you know, hearing footsteps, people smell pipe tobacco, um, bagpipes kind of playing in the hallways, and the oddest thing is sometimes uh, white feathers kind of waft down from the stairs. So people have seen apparitions oh, as well. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Wow. So can I ask you one quick other question? Yes. Uh, what would you say is the top haunted place in BC? Like the most popular or the most well-known? Well, mm. they say the most haunted is actually a place called the Stave Powerhouse, which was an old um, electrical plant that was used in the late 1800s, 1900s. And that one has like the absolute, they say it's the most haunted place in BC. So in chatting with people and in reading about it, there is so much activity there reported by the staff people that it's crazy. Like they okay. see footsteps that people from the outside see people like too. They were like, people have reported like, seeing someone on the top floor they say like oh we've seen somebody on the fourth floor of the building well oddly there is oh no fourth floor. there's just windows that are up there but people see movement wow. they see that's yeah 
And when you go on their website, the state powerhouse, if you go to their website, they actually will give you a really long description of mm-hmm. all the things that people have documented. Uh, yeah, and we wrote about it yeah. on our website, too, because we actually amazing. went there this summer. So just check out our website, okay. too, because we go kind of into depth about, you know, pe- people saw, um, you know, like when they're cleaning windows and stuff, like one lady saw a person behind her. She saw a dark-haired gentleman reflected in the window. So when she looked behind her, there was nobody there. And then one oh other gosh. person said she kept seeing, uh, she kept hearing a ruckus out in the hallway. So she went out of her office to look to see what all the noise was because she heard like banging and clanging. And she kept uh-huh. going down the hall and she said, she described it as it always felt like the the noise was like one step ahead of her. So she kept going, oh, turning oh, wow. corners and she said like, it's like always at the next corner. And when she didn't find anything, oh. she went back to her office got a phone call and there was nobody on the phone. So just weird things oh. like that. Yeah, that is really weird. Wow. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's said to be the most questions. haunted place. So, you know, right now, unfortunately, the inside is closed. We were able to visit the outside quite, you know, and talk to people and email and things like that. But as once it opens, we really mm-hmm. are dying to get in there. Uh, oh, literally. Perfect. So I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> Not literally, Figuratively. <laughs> Figuratively. All right. We like ghosts, but we don't want to be one yet. <laughs> Kim, thank, oh, well, you, thank you for the so call. Thank you so much for the calendar anyway, and, and enjoy it, please. Yes. yes. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. You guys are great guests, and I wish you a lot of luck in the future. Hey, thanks thank so much. You. <laughs> I will make sure that we put that uh, link up on the show page at paranormalradio.com as well. Uh, I took a look at it. And so tell us, I mean, about the calendar and how it's uh, set. Is it a 15-month calendar from what I understand? Well, yeah. The first one we did was our, just the haunted one. It's, a, it's called 16. A Unique Look at BC's Haunted Capital, and that's a 16-month. That started in September and goes through um, December 2021, so still lots of time if you purchase that one. Our Haunted Vancouver is like days away, so I think next week we will um, – that one will be open and um, will be available, and that one's uh, – just locations mostly in Vancouver and a couple of the locations on uh, on the outskirts that we've talked about. And that one's a 15 month. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, so ladies, what are some of the other locations, the top, the most haunted spots in British Columbia that you have uh, personally uh, visited? English. I would say, Oh yeah. I would say the, the English, English Inn. Inn. Yes. Also in Victoria, BC, there's a lot um, in Victoria. So um, that one, we actually ended up doing a Ouija session. So since tonight, one of the topics will be later on talking to the dead. Uh, we did try a Ouija session one time, um, one and only time. I don't think we'll do it again. No. Nothing nothing super creepy happened. I mean, we got into contact with um, a female spirit that seemed very sort of agitated, um, anxious. The energy in the room changed noticeably at that point because it just feel, it felt very negative ish i want to say not you know not scary horrific but um then things happened later in the night like we were trying to sleep closet creaked open things like that and so the next day as we were packing up to um, and this is something i forgot about i was looking through my pictures but we got up the stairs after breakfast and on the mirror there was a little there was some writing that said like a little misty writing that you could see that it just said it's time like time for what i don't know Mm-hmm. but that was very eerie and then just as we were grabbing our bags to check out a little piece of like there was this chandelier above the couch where all our bags were and a little piece of chandelier sort of fell on me i kind of looked up and i thought oh my goodness you know i thought maybe it was like loose or something but nope there was no reason why it should have fallen there was nothing really to explain that so uh, we just we don't really want to. Da- we we brought it that one time, but we don't really want to dabble no, with that necessarily. Don't really do it again. No, no. There's too many weird things we read afterwards. We're like, okay, no, that's not going to be our method of communication from now on. <laughs> and then the other location is uh, Fort Langley. That's yes. the one we went. We actually did a ghostly walking tour. Yes, and that was last year in just closer a few days before October, before uh, Halloween. Before Halloween, yeah. yeah. So that was really interesting. We had an informative guide, and they took us all around that little town. And um, that one really does have a lot of history. But we've that one was creepy too because that yeah. one, we even gone to the cemetery over there, and um, there were sightings of certain yeah, like the kids over yeah. there too. 
And yeah, that's that was people one of them. See, like, the orbs um, and the lights too. That was the, the other one. People see indigenous um, spirits, like uh, the one spirit that's been over and over uh, described, kind of with the same accuracy by many people. So they kind of see him a lot. Um, and the odd, odd thing is, nothing happened to us on the ghost walk. But again, in taking pictures, I got a picture at a corner of a church, and it looks like there's an apparition of like a native man in there. So what I would like to do is actually send that to the people who do the tour and just say, can you look at this to just see, Mm -hmm. to see what you see? Like, am I seeing things or it's, uh, it kind of creeped us out actually looking at that later. Cause I thought when I was looking at the pictures, I thought, well, how it was a little group tour. So I thought, well, how did somebody get separated and and get into my picture? But as I look closer, you can see through the person. So Mm -hmm. It's not a person in the tour. Well, maybe they were part of the tour, but we just didn't know it. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) What do both of you think about ghosts and apparitions? What's your take on those? I think there's a few different things. So I think there's some that appear in situations of unrest. Mm -hmm. They might be trapped and need to move on. Some are residuals. Um, Some are residuals that are just kind of, you know, playing out over and over again, something that happened that was maybe dramatic or traumatic. So, um, and then some, I think just like to linger. Like if you are really attached to a specific location and maybe you loved it there, I don't think it always has to be something ominous and, you know, dark, you know, I think some, some spirits just kind of want to hang around, you know, and I think, uh, exactly. Yeah, so I think sometimes they're kind of a you know darker thing, and sometimes they just need help moving on. I know there's groups that that sort of do that, that actually do you know spirit rescues where they can help them kind of move on. Have you ever uh, caught anything out of the glimpse of your eye when you're at one of these locations, or or a full on apparition? No, no, not, not ever a full on. No. no, but I've talked to people who have, and yes, just you know things like shadow people and. Those, I don't know if I, I'm a little torn. I kind of want to see a shadow person, but kind of not. (laughs) Well, we did go to the Stanley Theater. Oh, yeah. That was this year, just a few months ago. Stanley Theater was interesting. Another location where we actually um, had the opportunity to meet a group of investigators there. And they did have their equipment set up. And apparently they were recording while we were there. There was a whole group of us there, but... um, it was interesting. They did capture something. Remember on the staircase? Oh yes, yes. On with the with their, with their SLS monitors, camera. exactly. Yeah. And they they were just monitoring and recording that, and they did capture something there. Yeah, yeah. we were able to see that little that little image. Yeah. yeah. So the Stanley Theater, yeah, that's right in downtown Vancouver, and so they had a, a you know cor- it's called Cornerstone Supernatural is the group here in Vancouver that's you know quite well known, and mm-hmm. they they kind of did a you know, demonstration of what they do for, and we got to actually join in on the paranormal investigations. And yeah, we heard, you know, we felt things like the cold spots, like people talk about cold spots, like mm-hmm. we did feel that. So that's a very interesting feeling because you just feel it so, so localized that you just know it's not like, it's not air conditioning or yeah. any of that sort of thing. So, you know, when you kind of really pay attention, you know, to certain things, you can, you can experience things, but you know, there's places you go and, and you'd really get nothing. And they did record the temperature drop at the moment yes. that they were demonstrating and they were talking to a whole group of us mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, they captured the cold. Yeah, that was a great little outing. Cause that mm-hmm. had, they brought in a medium and everything. And so that was just too, really fascinating when you bring, you know, a, a group of people that are experienced, oh, yeah. you know, I think sometimes like that, those situations can be distracting, but in that case it worked very well. Great networking, for sure. It was. Ladies, I could talk for you uh, with you for another couple of hours about some of the uh, the hot spots in, in British Columbia, and perhaps we'll have you back sometime to do that, to talk more about the haunted locations and some of the history. Because, you know, it's haunted a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that too much. You might scare a few folks away. <laughs> Although, no, that's probably a good thing now because we want people uh, staying home and not uh, visiting or not traveling. So to each his own. Uh, Victoria and and Gina, thank you so much for uh, coming on the program tonight and sharing with us some of these stories. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And uh, happy Halloween to both of you as well. Yes, thank you. You too. Happy Halloween. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I'm Jeremy Scott.
thank you for supporting our advertisers. It keeps the show free for everyone. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secret to losing three to five pounds a week without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt RX. For the last two decades, we've helped countless people lose thousands of pounds. And now... It's your turn. Learn how to lose weight with one simple phone call and no prescription needed. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a risk-free money-back guarantee. So if you're ready to start losing weight, call right now and get a free month supply with your first order of Body Sculpt RX. Call now. You have nothing to lose but the pounds. 800-395-4207. 800-395-4207. That's 800-395-4207. You've heard me talking about My Patriot Supply for a while, and things aren't getting any easier. From global conflicts and unstable supply chains, when shelves run on empty, you don't have to panic. Choose peace of mind with their three-month emergency food supply to keep your shelves and your stomach full. In an emergency, you won't have the time, resources, and ingredients to prepare your meals in the way you're used to. But you can get a leg up with My Patriot Supply. It's a three-month emergency food supply. You don't have to skimp. It's ready when you are. It's disaster-proof. And no food boredom here. 20-plus flavorful food and drink varieties. My Patriot Supply is offering a special deal for Into the Parabnormal listeners when you go to parabnormalradio.com slash food. Get your My Patriot Supply today from parabnormalradio.com slash food. That's parabnormalradio.com slash food.